Common Sensors Podcast. Consumers, welcome to episode 102 of Go Tell It to the Wall Podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an action-packed episode for you tonight, especially after the ridiculousness that that was the Centibration episode. If you haven't caught up, make sure you, you get caught up on that one because we had a big celebration here in the studio. Uh, there, The live feed actually went up on YouTube, all the good things, and you can see pictures of our very own Bridget and Chris Hassong, as well as some of our larger supporters uh, that have been, in, and some people that have been with the podcast from the very beginning. So make sure you check that out. Uh, that being said, this is episode 102. A lot of stuff for you tonight, but we always kick things off with some social plugs. That's right. There's ways for you to keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, uh, before episodes, whenever you so please. There may be things going on. No guarantees that there's always something going on on those platforms, but you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Follow our official Go Tell It to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. Make sure you're following that one. Additionally, on Twitter, you can follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. You're going to get updates on the podcast. You're going to get little nuggets of common sense. Uh, what I would call wisdom, most people wouldn't call wisdom. I guess it just depends on your perspective there. Uh, but again, at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Additionally, you can follow us on Facebook. Keep up with us on Facebook. We are currently live on Facebook for episode 102 right now. Uh, so head on over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Like our page. Check back off. And that's going to keep you updated on all the new episodes, any scheduling changes, uh, really all that good stuff is, is, is going to be a great way to keep you up to date. Plus, we have admins there that kind of keep me in line as compared to Twitter where we don't have admins and it's really just me flying by the seat, by the seat of my pants and you never know what's going to happen there. Uh, and of course, YouTube. All of our live feeds get placed up on YouTube as well as our beer reviews, uh, clips from the show, parenting clips, all kinds of good stuff. So make sure you head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel, and check back often for all of those awesome videos. And of course, most importantly, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, that's going to actually have links to all those things I just mentioned, as well as our blog posts, photos that you're not going to find anywhere else, and links to a bunch of our videos. And most importantly, on I don't want to say most importantly, importantly, on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, would be our Patreon page. Uh, so make sure you check that out. If you are so inclined and have the means to do so, please, please, please help us out financially. Uh, every dollar counts. Every little bit helps to keep this studio running. It helps to, to helps to bring in new concepts, helps us to bring in guests, all that good stuff. So if you are so inclined, please check out our Patreon page and become a patron patron of go tell it to the wall. And I always I never I haven't been mentioning this really for the past like <laughs> 50 episodes or so, but make sure you're subscribed to the actual podcast. Uh, the audio itself is really where we do the most numbers, and I want to continue increase, continue to increase those numbers as we grow. So please, please make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your, your podcasts. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere except SoundCloud. Uh, so Spotify, if you prefer to use Spotify, make sure you're subscribed on there. If you are an Apple user, uh, Apple Podcast user, make sure you subscribe on there. Additionally, Google Play. Uh, and of course, shout out to Podomatic, uh, where we host the actual podcast. They do a great job. They, they actually do a fantastic work helping us to increase that audience that's where we really we do the biggest numbers is through Podomatic and then it also tracks all of the other subscriptions and listens and everything else so make sure you're subscribed make sure you tell your friends that's how we continue to grow and I want to make sure we continue to grow because we've we've been on a bit of a uh, bit of bit of a growth spurt 
I would say for the past few months, and, and we want to continue to do that and get this out to as many people, uh, whether it's in front of their eyeballs, if they like watching the live feed, or in their ears through the actual audio. Uh, I guess if it's in your eyeballs, it's also in your ears. I hope you're listening instead of just, I'm, I'm not that interesting to look at, I'll be honest, so make sure you are listening, if, even if you're watching the videos. Make sure you're listening. Don't put me on mute. Uh, it's it's going to be very boring because, like I said, not 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 that much to look at. I I am I I will admit I'm 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 something to hear, uh, but the videos are just there kind of as an extra thing. So that being said, let's. Oh, let me talk about one more thing. There could be a I know and I know this is crazy because we had a weird scheduling thing here with the Centibration episode in the Fourth of July. Uh, we're looking at a potential schedule change next week. There will still be an episode. I assure you, there will still be episode 103 recorded uh, and done through the live feed next week. However, it might not be on Thursday. For those of you out there that know me personally, uh, figure out the. You know, look at that date. It's July 18th. It just happens to be my my wedding anniversary. So I haven't figured out if we're going to actually record on Thursday. That might be pushed to Wednesday, could possibly be pushed to Friday. It could still be Thursday. I will update everyone. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter and all those places uh, so that you will be updated. And honestly, if you just subscribe uh, and only listen to the audio portion of the podcast, it's probably not going to affect anything you do because it, it, it will likely still get posted uh, Friday morning, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, but at the at the latest, it'll be Saturday morning for those of you that subscribe and only listen to the audio on there. So just keep that in mind for next week, episode 103. We could have a slight scheduling change, no, no full miss, not a week off or anything, but just a slight change because it is my wedding anniversary. So I've got to consider my wife and, and really I enjoy spending time with my wife. So that's a great excuse to do so with our wedding anniversary. And I don't know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, celebrate on Friday because Thursdays are always tough, um, with it being like a weekday and everything. We'll see. I'll keep everyone updated. Just keep that in mind. And beer this week. Man, we had a couple good beers for the Centibration episode, so I hope you all have kept up to date on that and, and actually listened and watched. Uh, but I'm super excited about the one this week. Uh, it is from Firestone Walker. That's right, Firestone Walker. This is one of my favorite breweries out of California, uh, really out of anywhere, uh, out of Central Coast, California. They make the 805, which we've had on the podcast, and we've actually had a version of this on the podcast quite a few times. This is from their Luponic Distortion IPA series. Again, Luponic Distortion IPA series. We've talked about it before, but I will talk about it again. They do a limited run with certain hops, and as they run out, they move on to the next number. So this particular number we have tonight is number 13. I know we've at least had 11 and 12 and possibly 10 on the podcast itself, but this is number 13 in that limited run they do. Once this runs out, you won't be able to get it again, but it is available right now if you're interested. It just came out. I'm always watching for the Luponic Distortion beers, uh, and it just recently hit the marketplace. So if you're interested, check it out. I will tell you, this one's a little funkier than usual. They always kind of, they have like the hints of, and what they do is they get kind of uh, citrus, fruity flavors through the particular hops they use. This one has a hints of pina colada, key lime, and nectarine. And I'll be honest with everyone, it definitely hits you a little bit, you know, and, and not in the super hoppy, you know, IPA way. It's just got a funky citrusness to it. I don't want to say it's bad. It's not my favorite of the Luponic Distortion series. Not that it's bad, it's just... You get kind of a surprise when you take a sip of it. I, ha I had one last night, first one I had off of this number 13 series, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it wasn't a bad whoa, whoa, whoa. It was just like, okay, all right, well, this is what we're doing with this beer. Uh, so it's tasty. Just keep that in mind. It's got a, it's definitely a funky citrusness to, to it. Um, and interestingly, I get more of the pina colada, but I had my wife try it, and she was getting a lot of the nectarine 
So I think it also depends on your taste buds. Uh, you can never trust my taste buds. I've, I was a smoker for, oh God, so long. I, I quit smoking real cigarettes four years ago, but I'm pretty sure I killed my taste buds over that 15, 20 years of smoking that I did. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. You can't necessarily trust my my intricateness of my taste buds, but it is a tasty beer. Check them out. It sits at 5.9%. I believe all of the Luponic Distortions are right around 5.9%, so it's not super strong, not super light, uh, but it is a tasty beer. Check them out. And especially if you're a Firestone Walker fan, just you, you want to taste every one in the series, so go out and get this one. And you can, you can probably find it even at a supermarket. I found this uh Sprouts, I think. You can find them 7-Eleven Sprouts, and then, of course, like, high-end beer stores and liquor stores and all that good stuff, you're going to be able to find it as well. Mm. Hi, Chris. Thank you for joining the live feed. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Chris Hassong, one of our on-air producers, as well as uh, Bridget Hassong, who might be joining, could also be just watching with Chris right now. Uh, but a big thank you again, guys, for everything you, you do, but especially that Centibration episode that was just madness here within the studio. <laughs> Absolute madness. All right, let's get into some things trending on social. Trending on social, we're real heavy in this subject this week simply because I we didn't have a ton of it for the centibration and there's just stuff kind of built up. So we want to get through a lot of this uh, and I'm going to I'm going to try to get through as much as possible. I have a feeling we're going to go over time tonight, but I say that every time and most times we do, sometimes we don't. So we'll see what happens tonight. All right. Uh, one of the things going around right now is the bottle cap challenge. That's right. You've probably seen this one, the bottle cap challenge. This is where people do like a roundhouse kick of some sort and then spin the bottle off of a top, off the, the, the bottle off of the top of a bottle, <laughs> the bottle cap off of the top of a bottle. Sometimes words are hard for me. And of course, celebrities got in on this one as well. I've actually seen a few of them. I've seen Jason Statham, uh, John Mayer for some reason. I, I don't know why we're doing John. Like, why is John Mayer still still relevant? Uh, one of the ones I enjoyed it was uh, Marlon Wayans, who basically did it and completely failed. This is a harmless one. If you want to do it, have fun. Make sure no one's around you so you don't kick people. You know that that would just not be a good thing to kick people. Uh, but I will say, I'm I'm wondering how many bottles have been lost doing this challenge because I've seen some of it they're glass bottles <laughs> like the people aren't doing like plastic bottles on all these a lot of them are glass bottles and I want to know how many bottles of vodka have been lost in the name of the hashtag bottle cap challenge I'm sure it's a few I'm sure it's a few uh, Marlon Wayans definitely took that took down his bottle completely check check his out if you're interested I've I've just been seeing him pop up in my feeds I haven't been seeking him out but it's the the hot challenge right now and at least it's harmless like I said, just nobody around you. If you have kids at home, make sure your kids are like far away as you're doing a weird roundhouse kick because you know you're not trained in the martial arts or anything and probably shouldn't be doing this in the first place. But as long as you're not hurting anyone, I'm okay with the challenges. We talk about that so much on this podcast. It's like, I'm okay. As long as someone's getting hurt, do the challenge things. Like the ice bucket challenge, that's fine. You know, good cause and everything. Tide pod challenge, stuff like that. Get out of here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ugh. Another thing trending on social. This actually started trending on July 4th. So I'm a little bit late to the game, and you've probably seen this, but I wanted to bring it up because it's pretty hilarious. And that would be hashtag revolutionary, revolutionary War Airport Stories. That's right. Again, hashtag Revolutionary War Airport Stories. If you don't know where this came from, this was spawned from uh, the Orange Menace giving a speech on the 4th of July where he completely messed things up and said that during the Revolutionary War, the, the Continental Army actually took over airports. Uh, and that was obviously completely incorrect. But the important thing is here that people were able to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, so if you go on to, especially Twitter, but really all of the social platforms, just search that hashtag and you're going to laugh because a lot of pe creative people have put together memes and all this kind of stuff. And in fact, I want to share one of these with you. I'm trying to think, where was it? I had a funny one here. 
yeah, I think the important thing is here that the joke, at least the jokes are funny. Um, I, I, I know we can all kind of be like, well, maybe this isn't the best uh, for our, our so-called president to be saying, but uh, at least we're getting some good jokes out of it. So check that one out. Again, hashtag Revolutionary War Airport Stories. If, if you're young or just never took history, there were no airports during the Revolutionary War. There weren't even airplanes, believe it or not. I don't know. Maybe in the Orange Menace's world there were airplanes and, and airports. Who knows? Um, all right. And this one I really, really, really enjoyed uh, that's going around right now and, and really picked up steam like a week or so ago. Uh, that is hashtag never heard in a superhero movie. Hashtag never heard in a superhero movie. Uh, this one I really, really enjoyed, and in fact, there was an exact one. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me. There it is. Uh, so Gerard Keeley uh, at anyone, anyone news boss, uh, any news boss. I, I'm tired of trying to read Twitter handles. Uh, Gerard Keeley <laughs> said, "Where were the rest of you guys in my in my solo films when I needed you?" Hashtag never heard in a superhero movie. This one, I, I read that one and I definitely laughed out loud. And in fact, it I was going to say it hit me personally, but I actually, it, not personally in a weird way. I've had this thought recently. I've been watching, uh, and I've talked about it. I've, I've watched Legends of Tomorrow and, and we talked about it in the Celebration episode. And this is on the live feed right now. Uh, I watched Legends of Tomorrow and then moved on to Flash and now I'm on Arrow. And it's come up a few times where I know all of these shows are intertwined. And there's always something, like, whether, literally recently, I'm not trying to give spoilers, recently on one of those shows I was watching, like, the world was about to end. And it was just the one superhero that was battling it, and I'm sitting there going, where, where is everyone else? Like, the world's ending. This isn't just affecting this dude. Where is everyone else? And so that's kind of the, the point here is, uh, you know, all the Marvel films, they've had solo movies and... You have the Avengers, and then they have solo movies, and it's like well, you guys couldn't show up to help out a little bit on the solo films, you know? Uh, not And obviously not considering that it's just like a film thing, but just the fact that, oh, the world's ending in Thor's movie, uh, but no, it's it's Thor's movie, so we can't go help him out. <laughs> like The world's ending in, the, in, in Arrow's television show, but it's not ending in the Flash's television, so yeah, we're good. But is it not? Like, that's the thing. If the world's ending, the world's ending. I don't know. I thought that one was funny. People aren't going to think that's as funny as I did, but I thought it was funny. I'm not even a big superhero movie guy or show guy. I watch a couple of them. That's about it. Uh, Adam Scott. Of course, we all love Adam Scott. He uh, of uh, Parks and Rec fame uh, and more. Oh, my gosh. I'm blank. Chris, help me out here. Oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on the other the Showtime show that was just fantastic with Adam Scott. And, and Chris is going to hit me with it in a minute. And I'm just blanking on it where uh, uh, they, they are... Uh, catering people they're all like hollywood actors and catering people a fantastic on that show if you haven't seen it and i'll get hit with it and I'll throw that show out there in case you guys haven't actually heard of it uh he was recently in the news for social media reasons uh and mitch mcconnell that's right that son of a bitch actually tweeted out uh, a tweet with with an image of adam scott his character from parks and rec uh, and so of course adam scott came back and said can you please not use my image in your campaign and i will give you the exact tweet here uh, because it is much more creative than the way i just said it and this is direct quote from adam scott on twitter dear mitch mcconnell and all those representing him no not big little eyes chris the the show where uh they're caterers and it has uh and I'm just blanking on everybody's name right now. It has uh, can't has Parks and 
It has uh, the Parks and Rec guy's wife on it. I'm blanking on his name, and I'm blanking on her name. And it has uh, has the, uh, oh, my gosh, the short-haired blonde who was on. Wow, my brain is gone today. I, if it's not in my notes, I'm just not, I'm not remembering it. But they were caterers. Um, and it has, uh, and I'm blanking on his name, too. Uh, the guy from Freaks and Geeks, the glasses guy from Freaks and Geeks is on that show. I'm totally blanking on it. He's also on Silicon Valley now. Apparently, I can pull Silicon Valley out of the air, but I can't get all the other ones out there. Uh, party down. Thank you, Chris. You know how sometimes like it's on the tip of your tongue and you're like, what? What is it? I, I needed that one. I need, And later, I'm going to go look at the actors' names and be like, oh, that's what I screwed up. Anyway. Uh, so, as as I was quoting here from Adam Scott on Twitter, and I quote, Dear Mitch McConnell and those representing him, please refrain from using my image in support of anything but your own stunning and humiliating defeat. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> I thought that was just absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah, Ghosted. Duh, Chris. Well, yeah, I, yes, Adam Scott was fantastic on Ghosted. That show shouldn't have been canceled. Uh, I love Adam Scott. I think he's a fantastic actor, and we're seeing him fight the good fight there, uh, keeping Mitch McConnell from using his... Uh, his, his likeness, whether it's from a television show he was on or his actual Adam Scott likeness, still not cool. Still not cool. I wouldn't want Mitch McConnell using my stuff either. Mm. All right, moving along here with trending on social. I told you we had a lot this week. Hashtag not my aerial. Hashtag not my aerial. Uh, white Twitter has, of course, lost their minds again. Freaking white people. Like, seriously, what is the deal with white people? I know, I'm white. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, so white people have literally white people on Twitter, white Twitter have started spreading this hashtag, not my aerial because Halle Bailey, Halle Bailey, not Halle Berry, uh, was cast as Ariel in the upcoming live action Little Mermaid. Uh, she happens to be African-American and everyone lost their mind and said, Ariel can't be African-American. That's that's not right. She sh needs to be white. She was white in the original and she needs to be white. Here's the thing. <laughs> Little Mermaid's based on a uh, Hans Christian Andersen book or play, I believe. Uh, and the Little Mermaid character in that play was actually green. So if you want to take it way back, hateful, white, racist people, then her skin should be green. So you, can't, you should have been mad that she was white in the animated one. Here's the other thing. There's no nationality, uh, no... Uh, you know, background attached to an animated character, to this particular animated character. Now, if we're talking about, like, Mulan, where clearly the lead uh, is is Asian, you, and you change it, okay, that's something to argue about. However, it's a fictional mermaid. It's a fucking mermaid. Who cares? Who cares? As long as she can sing. I mean, I'll probably won't see the damn movie anyway. Maybe maybe my kid will get old enough to want to watch it or something. I enjoyed the, the animated Little Mermaid. Uh, but as I said... To, because a couple people had posted they were throwing away their Little Mermaid DVDs, and I had pointed out to a few people on Twitter, unless you're throwing away the VHS that has the penis in the castle, don't post a photo of it. We don't need photos of any of it unless it's the, the crazy cover with the penis in the castle. Uh, and, of course, if, if the minister in the live-action version doesn't pop a boner like he does in the animated version, then what are we even doing here? What are we even doing here? The right thing, because Disney's not going to put that in live action. It shouldn't even have been in the animated. But seriously, if we're going to be accurate, minister popping a boner during the ceremony. Come on. And penis in the castle of the cover art. Any that, Those are the things to complain about. All right, moving along. Speaking of penises and castles on the cover. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this one actually has me 
furious. Honest to God, furious. Uh, this happened recently and, and kind of caught fire and became a viral thing. There was a teenager in Texas, teenager in Texas, who went into a grocery store, uh, pulled out a carton of Bluebell ice cream, licked it, and then put it back into the freezer case at the grocery store. Uh, she was, of course, busted, has been arrested. There's talk of she could actually serve jail time for this. She happens to be 17, so I don't know how much jail time is even possible for her. Uh, but this then, of course, spawned a bunch of other people trying to be copycats and, and, and do similar things. In fact, there was a guy in, I believe it was Louisiana, that thought it was hilarious to do this, posted the video, uh, and then was arrested the next day. And in fact, the story is that he did buy the carton of ice cream, uh, but that there's actually laws in, I believe it was Louisiana, where you can't do, you can't invoke like violent or, or pranky things t uh, in order to get views like that, to, to mislead in a way. And uh, uh, so, of course, he was also arrested. But this has become a thing, and people are doing it. This is a complete nightmare, nightmare for me having obsessive compulsive disorder. You want to know what it's like shopping with me at the grocery store? Anything I pick up, I double check. I, I make sure it's sealed. I, like, uh, cans of chips, like Pringles and stuff, I take the cap off, make sure that it is still completely sealed. If it's something where there's a cap and a seal, always make sure it's still completely sealed. I don't mess with any of it. And the only thing I get that's not even packaged at the grocery store is usually fruit. The good thing is, like, fruit and produce, you can wash it. You can't wash ice cream. This freaks me out. I'm probably never going to buy ice cream again. And in fact, I'm considering other people that have an even more debilitating version of obsessive compulsive disorder that are seeing these things, worried that they bought ice cream that could have been tainted. And honest to God, you, you think I'm exaggerating, but honest to God, this could, could cause someone with obsessive compulsive disorder to commit suicide. That's what this could cause. So everyone out there that thinks it's fucking hilarious to lick some ice cream, put it back in the freezer case, go get a fucking life and stop spreading germs to everybody and making life difficult for everyone else out there. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and there is a viral thing, I will say, uh, going around right now, uh, where saying that the FDA has changed regulations and that ice cream is going to have to have a, a plastic film over it now when it's being sold. That's actually not true. It's been debunked by Snopes. I looked that up today just to make sure before I br even brought it up uh, on the podcast. Although, to be honest, I, I would be down for sealing in the ice cream because apparently this is a thing and we can't have ice cream without knowing without without the knowledge of someone might have actually licked it you never know it's schrodinger's ice cream there's a deep science reference people are like what schrodinger's ice cream look it up kids uh luxury hotels and influencers this is a thing now uh and not so much influencers but wannabe influencers there's some luxury hotels around the world that are actually getting inundated with requests from wannabe influencers uh, because these hotels have been known to give out uh, perks like free stays to people that have, you know, 500,000, a million followers on, on a particular platform. Uh, and so now everyone out there thinks they're an influencer. Like, you know, you know, you have someone in your life that thinks they're an influencer and they have like a thousand followers on some platform. <laughs> You're not an influencer, dude. Uh, also, influencer is a bad word. I don't think anyone in the world is an influencer. I can't stand that word. You, you know, you get on Instagram, you take some pictures of yourself in a bikini, and then 500,000 people follow you, and you and you think that you have some kind of purpose in life. No, you, you're just a model without all the hard work that models go through, uh, you know, runways and actual photo shoots and print ads and stuff. You, that's all you are. You're not even a model. You're just taking pictures of yourself, and people want to bone you, so they're, they're following you on Instagram. That's all it is. And so these hotels, uh, they're getting inundated with this. And the bottom line is we have created this bullshit. 
by lifting these people up on pedestals like the Kardashians and all these other like Instagram stars that don't have any discernible talent. And we push the people that have real talent off to the side. And we give our follow, we, many people out there, give their follows to people that are just these influencers, end quote. You know, what, what are they bringing to the situation? What are they bringing to the table? Nothing, nothing. And that bubble's going to burst very, very soon here. It's definitely bursting in the next few years. And all these people are going to be sad and lonely and not know what to do with themselves because they don't have a bunch of people fawning over their stupid bikini photos on Instagram. Remember the story a few weeks ago about the, the, the girl who couldn't sell, she couldn't even sell 20 t-shirts to her 500,000 followers or whatever it was. Couldn't even sell 20 t-shirts. Because she had no talent. Unbelievable. Speaking of dumb influencers and Instagram, there's actually a lake in Siberia. In Siberia, yes. Uh, which has been kind of noted as picture perfect for Instagram. That's right, picture perfect for Instagram because the waters are like crystal blue. And it's just this gorgeous body of water out there. And everyone's been flocking to this lake to take photos in front of it and even get on like paddle boards and get into the water and everything else. Well, the government in Siberia has warned everyone, and specifically, there is a chemical plant there, a power plant, that has warned everyone they should not be getting in the ocean, in the, in the ocean, in the lake. They should not be in the lake because it's actually a dumping ground for waste, chemical waste. That's right, chemical waste. And these idiots, on the thought of getting a perfect photo on this blue, pristine lake, are going out on paddle boards and getting right up next to the water that could give them severe allergic reactions. Again, this is what we have created. It's not meant for swimming, and people need to stop this stuff. I just, I can't. For a dumb photo. It's just like the people ruining the, the poppy fields when we had the, the, they were blooming like crazy a few months ago here in California. Like, stop. Just so you can take a dumb photo. Who cares? <laughs> Leave it up to Bridget. Bridget says, dive deep, influencers. Drink it. Man, I mean... Darwinism, right? I think I think we, this is a little bit of Darwinism, Bridget. You're on to something. If they're going to get in the water anyway, it is survival of the fittest. Hmm. And I don't mean fit in the way that you look good in your Instagram photos. This is an intelligence thing for those of you not not familiar with Darwinism. And, and, uh, and wow, brain not working. Evolution. <laughs> Jesus Christ, brain's not working tonight. I think it's my, my kid is sick. My two-year-old is sick. And I've been trying to avoid... She got sick Sunday, like started getting sick and I've been trying to avoid getting sick. So I've been pumping myself full of vitamins all week. And I think that's shutting down my brain, too many vitamins shutting down my brain. Although I'm still in better shape than this next woman I'm going to talk about. There's a woman on Instagram. She is a 25 year old influencer on Instagram. Uh, she claims that she doesn't have to eat or drink anymore. She lives on air. You heard that correctly. Wall fans and common sensors. She lives on air. She has anointed herself a, let me get this pronounce, I don't even know if this pronunciation is correct, a breatharian, a breatharian, which means she lives on air. These people exist. Darwinism. I mean, honestly, I think she should continue trying to just live on air, and I hope she does, because then we'll rid ourselves of people like this. I'm going to get such hate mail. You wish influencers were dead. No, I don't. Just dumb people like this. And think about how much better it would be for the world you know, because kids are going to see these things. Kids. She could be influencing some kid who has a weight problem, some 13-year-old who has a weight problem, who then decides, well, I'm not going to eat my dinner. I'm going to hide it under the table, and I'm just going to live on air. And then a week later, the poor kid is dead. 
Think about that. And to that, I have to say, uh, the internet is closed now. You're all grounded. We're not doing this anymore. And that's enough. I think Breatharian puts us well beyond the edge of common sense when it comes to the internet. No more of that, people. But seriously, I, like, I live on air. Who, who, do, like, who does these things? Dumb people. Come on, Darwin. Help us out here. It's like I'm praying to Darwin. I'm not praying to Darwin, people. Don't send me hate mail. I'm just saying. Darwinism. We need it now more than ever. Or What, what, what were we saying after uh, Thanos was right? <laughs> like, that was a whole campaign for a little while. It was a joke campaign, but Thanos was right. Yeah. I mean, if, if Thanos could come snap his fingers and get rid of the influencers, ah, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't try to stop him too much. All right, moving on to some entertainment news. That's right, entertainment news. we got some more news out of Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars land down there in uh, down there in Disneyland, Galaxy's Edge. Got some news coming out of there. I feel like we're constantly getting news. Uh, there's a bunch of items that have been going up on eBay lately from Galaxy's Edge. People are actually selling the empty cups from the blue milk that you can get at Galaxy's Edge. They're selling them on eBay for almost fifteen dollars for an empty plastic cup, and I've seen pictures of them. They're not even branded. It's not even like Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land, anything branded. It's just a freaking plastic cup. This is like somebody selling a, a, a Solo cup on eBay for, and I don't mean Han Solo. I mean the red Solo cups, or they make them in green and blue and all the other colors now. Uh, it, it's like someone selling one of those on eBay for $10, $15. It's crazy. But it does go actually further than that. In fact, if you go on eBay right now, you can find some, some items that have technically been stolen from the park. Uh, some of these these items include ride cards. Uh, apparently, on one of the rides, you get a card at the beginning. Uh, it's the uh, the smuggler's run ride, and you're supposed to give it back at the end. People have been keeping these cards. And they've been selling them for like $250 on eBay. Uh, there's also menus from one of the cantinas there that people have been taking and selling them on eBay. These are not menus that you're supposed to take home. These are menus that are supposed to stay at the restaurant, uh, among other items and even bigger items. People have been pocketing larger items from around the park, not even items that you're given to use for a little while, but other items that you shouldn't even be taking. Uh, so if you're interested, you can probably find those on eBay. And of course, th this comes out and everyone's like, well, these guests are stealing all this stuff. I guarantee, I, I guarantee, I would bet, I would bet everything in this studio, everything in this studio that there, I'm not saying all of them, but there are cast members or employees, for those of you not familiar with Disney terms, there are cast members that uh, have also been guilty of this. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. I would bet everything in the studio, and I know this for a fact because I spent eight years at Disney, and I have a couple stories for you. I went to Mickey's of Glendale one early, early morning because they were doing a limited edition, like 500 pins, and they were cast member exclusives, and one of them was a figment pin. It's actually, oh, it's hanging on the wall right here on, on my collection of figment pins here, uh, and it, it was like eight bucks or whatever they're selling the pins for at that time. I kid you not. I went back. I, I went there early in the morning, uh, got to my office a little bit late. For those of you familiar with Disney, Mickey's, Mickey's of Glendale is a different campus than, than the Disney Channel building where I worked. Uh, so got, got in my office a little, little bit late because uh, I went to go get these pins. And like that afternoon as I'm eating lunch, I was like, oh, let me check out eBay and see, you know, if these pins are going, if, if people actually listed them. Because I've heard that. I'd heard that before that. And this was kind of my first experience. And sure enough, like Three, four hours after these came out, exclusively to cast members, employees of Disney, in a place where literally you had to be an employee of Disney to go and purchase the pins, they were being sold on eBay for like $50 to 
two, three hours after. And in fact, the best, the one I always laughed about uh, was when Toy Story 3 came out, they actually made a cast member exclusive Blu-ray. Came into work one morning and it was sitting on my desk. They gave everyone in the, everyone in the company, every, the entire Walt Disney Company got these, these cast member exclusive uh, Blu-rays of Toy Story 3. That afternoon on eBay, they were selling for $500. Cast member exclusives, only given to cast members. So you know that cast members and or employees of Disney are also a little bit behind this. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. And it's complete. You, you will be fired right away from Disney if you're caught doing that, but it still happens. I'm 100% honest with you. I never did that. Never did that. Ne- never while I was an employee of Disney. After I left Disney, I might have sold a couple items that were given to me. Ah, but while I was an employee of Disney, never. Never. But that's what's going on here. All right, more entertainment news. Shark Trip. Eat, Pray, Chum on Discovery Channel. This is coming up uh, for the upcoming Shark Week, which I believe happens in like August. I know it's always right around the time of the Malibu Triathlon. That's why I haven't watched it in years because it used to freak me out. I'd be training for the Malibu Triathlon uh, that was coming up like two weeks after Shark Week. And I was like, <laughs> I can't watch the Shark Week stuff because i am been swimming in the ocean every Saturday and going to go do a race in the ocean. Uh, so I haven't watched it in, in quite a few years, but it, I believe it's August. And this this new show, like I said, Shark Trip, Eat, Pray, Chum on Discovery Channel because that's where Shark Week happens, uh, is starring Rob Riggle. He is back, apparently did a, a little bit of a interstitial or show last year for Shark Week. He's back this year for Shark Week. Uh, brought some friends with him, including Joel McHale, Damon Wayans Jr., uh, among others that will be on the show. And it's a little bit of a travel show where they're going to go around and uh, and check out some sharks. So look forward to that because you got to love Rob Riggle. If you're not familiar with Rob Riggle, definitely, definitely, definitely check him out. He's, he's fantastic uh, actor and comedian. I won't say he's like the best actor out there, but he's he's raucously funny, um, especially in the right role. He's a fantastic character actor, I should say, but just unbelievably funny Rob Riggle. So check him out if you're not familiar with him. And, and if you're going to be watching Shark Week, make sure you're checking that out too. Uh, what was it? Shark Trip Eat Pray Chum. That's right. Shark Trip Eat Pray Chum. Uh, Flintstones. Remember the Flintstones cartoon from like the 80s? I believe it was the 80s, maybe the early 90s, 80s Flintstone cartoon. Looking at a reboot of the Flintstone cartoon. It's in the works right now uh, with uh, Warner Brothers Animation. That's who owns the rights to it. And it's actually being headed by Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, she's fantastically funny. I love her. Uh, I don't think I've seen her in a role where she was not great. Again, if you're not familiar with Elizabeth Banks, check her out. She was also in a Kevin Smith movie. So I have, I have a soft spot for anyone that's been in a, in a Kevin Smith movie, just knowing, like, I love Kevin Smith, and, and if they were great in a Kevin Smith movie, then I tend to extra love them. But she's just been fantastic in everything. She's heading this up, and it's actually going to be an adult-targeted cartoon reboot. I don't believe to the extent of, like, a uh, family guy adult-centric, but it is going to be m- more of an adult show compared to a kid's show, which makes sense. Uh, anyone that grew up watching it in the 80s is, is an adult now, and so it's kind of that reboot. I've always said those work with the reboots. Uh, when you take something and, and you take the spirit of it but then kind of shift it a little bit, like like a more serious show and make it comedic, uh, and, and, and then draw on the nostalgia of people that were fans of it, that's the way to go. Uh, it's not attached to any outlets yet, but you know that's going to get picked up, and of course it could just end up being picked up by one of the streaming services. Uh, so look forward to that. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't, depending which streaming service it's going to be on. If Netflix picks it up, then I'll be able to watch it. If it's on one of the hundred other ones that are coming out in the next year or two, uh, then I won't be able to. Wow, was it that old, Chris? But it had, see, it had a uh, it had a resurgence in the 80s. 
It was definitely a uh, a popular. Chris is telling me it was 1960 to 1966, which I guess makes sense. But it had a big resurgence in the 80s when when all of those like the Flintstones, the Jetsons, uh, the Hanna Barbera cartoons all became popular again. Um, so I always just associate it with the 80s. But then you're looking at really even when it originally came out, all adults at this point, all adults. I don't really remember it playing too much in the 90s. I mean, there was that terrible live action movie, uh, great actors, terrible movie in the 90s, and and I think that kind of killed everyone's nostalgia for Flintstones at the time uh, but hopefully Elizabeth Banks can can kind of rejuvenate that I was never a huge fan I watched it a little but I was never a huge fan of uh, of the Flintstones I was more of like a I was watching the Fraggle Rocks and and the Muppets and and that kind of stuff uh, back then oh Paul Rudd gotta love Paul Rudd who doesn't love Paul Rudd I feel like we're just talking about a lot of my favorite character actors this week uh, Paul Rudd has signed on to star in the new Ghostbusters Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters that's right. Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters is a sequel to the original uh, two Ghostbusters that is in development right now. He is officially signed on to star in Ghostbusters. Uh, and to me, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, he feels like he feels like a perfect fit. Paul Rudd does uh, for a Ghostbuster film, especially going in the, along the same lines of the original two uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's a great sign on for him. We'll see how how it ends up playing out. Uh, and I will tell everyone out there that's upset about uh, Jason Reitman and, and saying, well, he's ruining the, the, the female reboot and everything else. And, and sure, I actually love the female reboot. I thought it was fantastic. And it's not, it's not being included in the timeline of this particular film, but everyone got upset and, and, and said it was, oh, it's sexist and stuff. And you're pushing the women to the side. And that's fine. If you want to have that opinion, here's the thing. Bill Murray has been trying to get a new Ghostbusters made for, I, I, I want like 20 years, 20 plus years. Bill Murray's been trying to do this. So this is just that coming to fruition. Uh, and and if you want to have an opinion that this is some kind of sexist thing and they're trying to destroy the all-female Ghostbusters, that's fine. Uh, but that that's not where I sit on the subject. I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail over that. People, you hate women. No, I don't. It's just... It's it, like Nobody's putting pushing that aside. It was fantastic. I think they should make another female Ghostbusters. You know? And, and if they want to intertwine the timelines, that's fine with me too. But don't get upset because they're making a sequel to the original Ghostbusters movies that's, that's really... They've been trying to get off the ground for 20 years or so. It, I'm not even kidding. There, it was going to be live action, then it was going to be animated, uh, then unfortunately... Uh, um, what's his name? Oh my god, blanking on names. Passed away. Uh, Harold Ramis, who was one of the, the writers of the original Ghostbusters, and that kind of pushed everything back, and, and now it's finally hitting that point. So... You can have your opinion on it where you you can have your opinion where you'd like to, but I, I'm going to be uh, excited to see this one, and I'll be excited if they make another all-female Ghostbusters because I I love Ghostbusters and I thought they were, I thought all of it was fantastic. I enjoyed it all. Uh, speaking of things from the '80s, remember the Gremlins, Gremlins, and Gremlins Two. Gremlins Two not nearly as good, although it had its moments. It had its moments. Uh, but Frank Sinatra Gremlin not so great. Other moments, yeah, it was okay. Uh, like Rambo Gizmo, eh, maybe not the best thing. Uh, so we're looking at a uh, a prequel comedy, prequel comedy, an animated prequel comedy for Gremlins. Uh, it's actually been picked up already uh, for Warner Streaming. This is the new Warner Warner Media streaming service that's going to be coming out soon. It's already been picked up. I, I yeah. Chris is a Gremlins 2 fan. I'm a little bit of a fan. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. I'm a little bit of a... I, I enjoyed it. But Gremlins 1 is another situation. Uh, I enjoyed that much more. My wife... No, we're not allowed to watch Gremlins in my house. My, my wife is scared to death of Gremlins. Uh, she doesn't like Gizmo. She's scared to death of Gremlins. I wouldn't be able to watch this anyway because I'm not signing up for the Warner Media streaming service. I'm not paying for that. I figured that was tongue-in-cheek, Chris. <laughs> I figured. 
I mean, it's still watch. Here, you know, here's the thing. Let's call it what it is, Chris. Gremlins Two is definitely still watchable, uh, and there's one reason for that, and it's Phoebe Cates. Let let's let's call it what it is. Let's be honest. Phoebe Cates makes it watchable. Makes it watchable. Uh, speaking of Warner Media, they're looking at some reboots of some interesting shows that you might remember from your childhood, adolescence, depending how old you were at that time. Uh, TGIF comedies. TGIF comedies. Remember that that block on Fridays used to air on ABC? Well, Warner Media actually owned most of, not all, but most of those shows. Uh, so they're looking to reboot some of those shows, such as Step by Step, Perfect Strangers, and Family Matters. They're looking to reboot those, and they will be available on the Warner Media streaming service that is going to be coming out. And speaking of Warner Media streaming service, just this week we got an official confirmation from Warner Media as to what they're going to call their new streaming service. Uh, it's going to be called HBO Max. HBO Max. I feel like the 80s are just back in full effect. HBO Max. Uh, I, I get this. It, it makes sense to me because uh, HBO is owned by Warner Media, who's the parent company of uh, AT&T. I, I, don't have the, I don't have facts on packs right in front of me, so I, I'm not going to give the exact breakdown, but they, they, are, they are the uh, parent company of HBO. So it totally makes sense to take really take your best brand, which is HBO, which has, has had such success over the years, uh, really for a couple decades now, uh, they've had such success, and put that at the forefront of your streaming service, uh, despite the fact they still have HBO Now and HBO Go and all that good stuff. But this is going to be inclusive of all those shows that are going on there. Um, out even beyond the ones that I just mentioned, there's a lot of stuff coming on there, and it's going to be the exclusive home of Friends once Friends is pulled off of Netflix, which is going to happen in 2020, uh, and that HBO Max service will be premiering in 2020. We don't have a cost yet for that one. Uh, it's probably going to cost you like 20 bucks, and you're going to hit a point where I was talking about this with a couple friends on the Fourth of July. Uh, you're going to hit a point where, and most of my friends are cable cutters, like cord cutters. You're like I don't, we, I don't cable. We don't cable in my house. I have multiple friends that don't have cable in their house. Uh, it's gonna hit a point where either you're gonna have to pay for all these streaming services to see all of the shows that you want to see, or you just pony up for cable. <laughs> like that's the thing. And of course, with Warner Media, uh, they are also associated with AT and T. So that's great news for them. And that's we're seeing all of these things kind of come to light. And it's gonna be happening over the next year and a half or so until all the dust settles and we see how everyone's doing. Disney Plus is coming out in a few months, but they're always ahead of the game. They're, that's gonna happen. Uh, but when all of the others start launching, which is essentially all the other networks uh, and their parent companies, then, then the dust is going to settle and we're going to end up seeing how like how much cost is really involved. Uh, and I guarantee it's going to hit a point where you just get cable and you have a DVR, you know, and you completely get rid of Hulu at that point and Netflix. I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. And so I, I like I like Stranger Things. I'm not that excited about it. So I can probably live without Stranger Things and, and cut my Netflix subscription. And I have Hulu so that I can watch the TV shows that I can't watch on cable because I refuse to have cable in the house. So it's, it, we're going to hit a point where all that kind of shakes out and, and we'll see what peop, what uh, what the best deal is going to be at that point. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. They actually have an interesting goal for this movie. Uh, there is something that came to light this week, uh, and it was in a contract with Sony uh, that Marvel has control of Spider-Man and they will definitely have control of Spider-Man for at least a third movie. This is second movie that Marvel has had control of. Uh, there was a stipulation on that, though, is Spider-Man Far From Home actually had to make a minimum of $1 billion or the rights would revert back to Sony. 
good news for Marvel and for Disney is it's already at $600 million, so it's most likely going to cross that $1 billion threshold, and Marvel will retain rights to their web-slinging hero. Uh, and I just Marvel, they're going to just own the world. Although, look at park numbers for... Uh, uh, for Disneyland and, and look at some of the numbers on a lot of the stuff that's coming out of Disney. It's interesting. I think they I think we have finally hit a point which they did this in the 90s too. Uh, they spread themselves too thin. They've spread themselves too thin and, and I think things are going to start dropping and I'm not just talking about layoffs of employees. I'm talking about selling off of assets uh, and brands and everything else. It's just a matter of time. I think we'll see it in our lifetime. Uh, I'm not saying Disney's going to disappear uh, but they've they've spread themselves a little too thin here and I think it's going to start catching up with them. And some more news from Sony. Uh, they're actually skipping Comic-Con this year. Chris, I know how you feel about Comic-Con. I feel very similarly about Comic-Con. Uh, Sony has joined a bunch of other studios in skipping Comic-Con, specifically uh, Warner Brothers, DC, Universal, are all also skipping Comic-Con. Uh, and I think this makes sense to me. Chris, I think we've talked about his experiences at Comic-Con on the podcast before. I haven't been in years, uh, but it really turned into Pop Culture Con. It's not Comic-Con anymore, and it's just it's a circus down there. And it's fine if you enjoy going. I Like, do your thing and go. You know, I, I like to go to Burning Man. Not everyone likes to go to Burning Man. It's, it's not to say that... that it's dumb or you shouldn't go. It's just I understand why these studios don't want to go down there and, and just deal with the madness that is San Diego Comic-Con because it's it, it can get a little ridiculous. It can get a little ridiculous. And they're all launching their own streaming services anyway. Just have a have a HBO Max con. God, I'm going to enjoy saying HBO Max for the next like couple years or however often we're going to be talking about HBO Max. I'm easily amused. The good thing is most of our audience is also easily amused, so that, that's why we retain listeners. We lose some, but we retain some, and that's why you got to continue to subscribe and share and tell your friends, because then they'll join on, and then we'll lose some, and then we'll have more join on, and we'll retain some, and then it's a whole cycle of ridiculousness that is the podcast world. You know, it happens. Uh, Stranger Things, <laughs> right after I'm saying, I'm not that excited about Stranger Things. I enjoy Stranger Things, but I like I haven't even started watching it yet. I'm I'm not like get me to a television to watch this. You know, Mr. Robot comes on the air, and I'm like, oh my god, let's watch this right now. Game of Thrones, watch it right now. Stranger Things, I'll get around to watching it at some point. Uh, but we did get some news from Netflix now that they're finally sharing some of their numbers. I actually, did 40, 40.7 million accounts watched since July 4th. This is actually July 4th um, through a couple days ago. Uh, so I, I'm sure it's increased since then. Uh, but it holds the Netflix record for the four, first four days of availability. It's a record. 40.7 million accounts watched it. The important thing to remember here is how many people share Netflix accounts. So that's, that's going to be much, much, much more than 40.7 million people if those numbers are accurate. Of course, there's probably some millennial sitting at Netflix and doing research and going, Eh, 40 million. That should put us in the news just enough. 40 million. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows what the hell they're doing over there at Netflix. They're going to be in some trouble. Speaking of Netflix, see how I'm just, we're transitioning so well this week. I don't, my mind is gone and I can't remember simple things, but we're transitioning well. Netflix has a d adopted a no smoking policy. That's right. They've adopted a no smoking policy in, in their films uh, and in their television shows. This isn't an overall thing. What they've done is they've come out and said that any television programming rated TV 14 or below or a film rated PG 13 and under uh, as, as far as movies and films go. They, are go, they will have no smoking whatsoever in, in those television shows or films. They, and like, 
And I understand, fine, smoking is bad for you, you should never smoke. I, I've told this to people younger than me, like I smoked for years. It's a terrible, disgusting habit. I, I had fun in, in college. I, I tried many of the drugs. I did the things. The hardest, the, the thing that was hardest to kick and, and to, to not want to do like every day was smoking cigarettes, by far. Don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, but the important thing too is, is just educate your children. Educate your children. If, if there's a show, you know, it's TV 14 and there's going to be a bunch of smoking on it, maybe your kids don't need to watch it. You have a five-year-old, maybe they don't need to watch it and see that. Maybe they don't. You know, keep that in mind. Uh, the responsibility should definitely be on the parents, at least to an extent. But I get it, Netflix, it is what you want to do. Uh, I think unless it lends itself to the artistic nature of a film or television show, why is it even on there? But a lot of times it does. Like, can you imagine watching Mad Men without smoking? I wish someone would cut Mad Men without any smoking. Out any smoking. It would be five minutes of Don Draper sitting there, like, yelling at somebody. It's the entire series. Like, can you imagine Mad Men without smoking? Or drinking, for that matter? It'd be nothing. It, it, it'd be Don Draper taking a piss. Like, well, it's the only time he wasn't drinking or smoking. Taking a piss. I don't know. Who knows? All right, we got one more thing. Well, no, we got a few more things here in entertainment news. One important thing I want to talk about, we've talked about it quite a bit, and we've been supporting it uh, almost since the beginning. This would be Six Minutes, the Six Minutes film, the Kickstarter project that is currently going right now. I want to update everyone on this. I I wanted, I was watching it, and I didn't look at it for a couple days. I wanted to be the one to put it over the threshold. I was going to do it for Go Tell to the Wall, but they actually have hit their goal of $500. Congratulations to Joey Isabel uh, and the team over there at Six Minutes. However, if you have ever worked in the film or television industry, you know that everything goes over budget. So even though it has hit its goal, that fi- and it's only a $500 goal, please, please, please head on over to six, the Kickstarter uh, for Six Minutes. The, the link is on our Facebook page. I'm going to uh, post a fresh one tonight or tomorrow morning as well. Uh, we still need to get on there and support um, in the name of Go Tell It to the Wall, but please, please throw them $10. You can get yourself listed in the special thanks uh, section in, of the credits of the film. Uh, throw them $10. Throw them $10. Right, Chris? See, Chris, Chris works in the television industry. He knows. $500. That, that's, that's essentially at least $1,000, Chris. That, that's gonna Yeah, things go over budget. It's going to happen. Uh, go tell it to the wall. We'll be supporting. And please, please, anyone out there, if you have the means, uh, please, please support them. It's a very important project. We've talked about it multiple times on the podcast. If, if, um, if, if you don't remember that, just go read about it on Kickstarter. It, it's very personal to Joey Isabel, uh, the, who is heading this up, uh, as well as personal to me. I know it's personal to Chris. I know it's personal to a lot of parents out there that have... have been aware of what's going on with this six minutes film thing um so look forward to that chris is brit is bridget around is she watching with you because i don't know if she caught this news today you too chris because i know you are also a big fan uh we had an announcement this was yesterday actually that this happened i just caught up with it today green day is going to release their their first new song in years it's their first new song since, uh, like, September of 2016. They they had a new album, like, September of 2016. I've been waiting for this, for them to have some new music since November of 2016. Uh, but they will be releasing a brand new song on July 19th. That is a week from tomorrow or today if you're just now listening when the, when the audio is posted. Uh, but July 19th, new song from Green Day. And, of course, a new album, I'm sure, will be following that as usual. And Bridget, who really told us all, on the Centipration episode that Green Day is her absolute favorite band. I know she's going to be excited about this, especially if she wasn't aware of it. She probably was, though. You get those alerts and stuff. Mm. Uh, and then 
More music news. I'm going to tease that a little bit. Uh, Dolly Rots are playing the hi-hat. If you're interested in some good pop punk this weekend, they're playing the hi-hat here in Highland Park. It also happens to be Northeast L.A. Art Walk. It's going to be madness here, uh, not far from my house in Highland Park. Uh, And I will be out there actually with my wife, my good friend Laura, uh, seeing the Dolly Rots in addition to some other bands there at the hi-hat. They're a good, fun pop punk um, you know, not too thrashy. They, I, I'll be honest, they are not one of my favorites, but I do enjoy their shows. I enjoy their music. Uh, and especially if you like the poppier kind of bubblegummier, uh, punk, then you will certainly be into them. Uh, so if, if you're free, hit them up on Saturday at the hi-hat. And, and if you see me there, big beard, Dickie's jacket, uh, hit me up. I'll give you a little go tell to the wall sticker and, you know, shake your hand, do whatever, or just nod at you, whatever you do, whatever, what do the kids do these days? Fist bump, shake hands, I don't know, who cares? I'll be out there. I'll be enjoying it. Um, you know what? I'm going to save. I, I still need to recap. I want to recap Gnarly Town a little bit better, but I'm going to save that because we're already past it anyway, and, and I haven't given my official recap of Gnarly Town or Unwritten Law at Glass House. I, I hinted at a little bit on the Centibration episode, but uh, didn't actually get into a full recap. But I will say one thing. I haven't gotten confirmation on this. I'm kind of waiting to see if if my good friend Laura uh, jumps on the live feed because she had found it earlier. There is a rumor going around that little Wayne walked off the stage tonight uh, during their his show. Uh, he's currently touring with Blink-182. I saw that, and I was like, hell yes, I hope he did walk off the stage uh, because he doesn't need to be touring with Blink-182. So no confirmation on that, but we'll talk about it if it's actually true and he's going to be leaving the tour. Uh, we'll talk about that next week once I get some more information. All right, I got a couple things in parenting. We're actually way over time, so I'm going to save a couple parenting things. I knew this was going to happen. It happens every time we that we have a little bit of a break because stuff just piles up. Uh, there's a recall. This is actually important for all you parents out there. If if you if you have one of these, if you have kids, if you're parent parent and have kids, usually parents do have kids. Uh, there was a recall from Disney, uh, Toy Story 4 toy recall, the Forky plush. The Forky plush has been recalled for a choking hazard. Apparently, the googly eyes could possibly fall off. Really, Disney. So the ridiculousness of a spork with uh, pipe cleaners and googly eyes that we pointed out was not a good idea and was a blatant blatant way of ripping people off. Oh, so that came back to bite you in the ass. Uh, I don't think any kids got hurt, so at that point I can say, that's what happens, Disney. Stop being greedy. Stop being greedy. I don't think any kids got actually hurt. Uh, Disney, I, and I will give them credit. Uh, Disney, is, is as much as I joke about the greediness of Disney, they are exceptional when it comes to making sure, like if there's any kind of danger, it, it's gone. They will, they will eat the cost on that. I, I will give them that. And, and that's I'm sh- I don't think any kids actually got hurt. It's just it came up and they said, you know what? That's it. Get them all out of here. Recall. That's it. And they're going to lose money on it. And that's fine. Um, so there's a principal in South Carolina. This is for if you have, if you have kids in high school or of that age. A uh, principal in South Carolina who actually put out a, a statement uh, to all the students in her school uh, regarding leggings. Regarding leggings. And, and I quote Heather Taylor, principal of Stratford High School in South Carolina. Quote, I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you this now. Unless you're a size zero or a two or you wear something like that, even though you're not fat, you look fat. And this is in regards to her talking about people wearing leggings. I take this very personally. I don't care how big you are. I don't care what shape you are. If you enjoy wearing leggings and you're comfortable in leggings, wear those goddamn leggings. Wear them. I got multiple pairs of leggings. I'm going to start wearing them on the podcast. The problem is I sit in a chair so nobody can see the leggings. Usually I'm just, I got nothing on waist down. 
but I'm going to put on the leggings uh, just in honor of people being this stupid. It, it's amazing to me. This is a principle, principle of a high school. And this is what we, this is what these kids have to deal with. Uh, I hope she loses her job. And like I've said in the past, wear your leggings, wear your leggings. Still, I'm looking at us going way over on the time here. It's okay. It's okay. We'll be a little bit over today. All right, moving on to some tech news. I got a few things here that I just wanted to get into. The Scooter Wars continue. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Shirt cocking. Uh, I, I am shirt cocking every episode of Go Tell to the Wall, uh, except for the centibration. Everyone would have left the studio. I like to keep it free, free and loose down here, you know? <laughs> it also keeps people from sitting in my chair because they come over to visit the studio and they think that I'm naked from the waist down. They ain't sitting in my chair. Just kidding. I, I don't care if people sit in my chair. Uh, and, and for those of you out there that are ridiculous, I'm not naked from the waist down. So don't worry if you're watching the live feed and I happen to stand up for some reason. Yeah. Something we like to joke about very much, as a matter of fact. So the Scooter Wars continue. Uh, the Burbank City Council voted unanimously, unanimously to ban shared electric scooters from Burbank. So the Scooter Wars continue. Uh, extra big blow to the scooter companies because Burbank, if you're familiar with Burbank, Southern, you know, in Southern California here, that's where all the studios are. A lot of people riding bikes and stuff around. The scooters actually do make sense for that area. I hate them. I'm not saying they should be there, but they do kind of make sense. So it is a bit of a blow for the scooter companies. Um, speaking of people not playing nice and then playing nice, although the scooter companies haven't been playing nice, uh, we got some news this week, and I think it's already launched. Uh, YouTube is now officially on Fire TV. Prime Video is now officially on Chromecast. That's right. Amazon and Google finally playing nice in the sandbox. And, of course, everyone benefits. Everyone benefits. Absolutely benefits from that. And, and, and I've said this for a long time. Everyone just play nice in the sandbox. Do your thing. You know, hey, Joey, I saw you just joined. Uh, we were just giving you some props on. Well, congratulations, actually. I want to give you a congratulations on hitting your goal. Uh, but we are going to continue getting our, our wall fans and common sensors uh, pushing some money towards you. And you got some money coming your way. Uh, well, the Kickstarter has some money coming its way from officially from Go Tell to the wall. Uh, and and I don't think I, I think we have what a week or so left. So it is again, it's at its goal. Joey just joined the, the live feed, uh, but we're going to continue to support them. Uh, and possibly get Joey on the podcast to talk about the project, especially now that it's funded. Um, all right, moving along here. What is this? Oh, this one's interesting. The Orange Menace. This came up a while ago. The Orange Menace, and, and there was a basically a law saying that he couldn't block people on Twitter. Well, an appeals court has actually ruled uh, that he can't block people. He can't block people. Uh, the, the curious thing here, interesting thing here, is it's actually opened the door on other people. Uh, specifically, there is currently two. there are currently two lawsuits in New York against... Uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I, I stumble over her name so much, I don't know why, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, uh, the, the young congresswoman, uh, because she has blocked people on Twitter, and now there are lawsuits saying that she can't block, uh, oh, you're working on, Joey's working on sound, uh, and so saying she can't block people uh, from her account either. So this is going to be interesting, I, you know, and personally don't then no, they can't block people. Public figures can't block people. That's fine. You know, I block people, but nobody cares about me. Uh, Commodore 64. Chris, did you have a Commodore 64? I, I feel like Chris, you, Chris, you strike me as someone that would have had a Commodore 64. Uh, I didn't. I had an Apple IIe. I had friends that had a Commodore 64, but never had one. Uh, the company has come out and said that they are rebooting 
the 1980s computer at, at, with a full-size re-release. Full-size re-release. This is, of course, going along the lines of the NES Classic, the PlayStation Classic, and all the other ones that have come out and, and with, with remakes. Although this one is going to be full-size. It's not a mini version. So that's going to be interesting. If you're a Commodore 64 fan, look forward to that. I don't know that I will get one only because... Like, I have an NES Classic because it played on the nostalgia for me personally, um, you know, and that and that's why I, I don't have, like, the PlayStation. I didn't grow up playing PlayStation. I grew up playing uh, uh, NES, nin- the original Nintendo. Got one for Christmas uh, when I was younger, and that that's what I grew up playing. You didn't have one either, Chris? Yeah. I had friends that had them. I just, I just never actually had, um, just never actually had uh, one myself. And so it's, I, the, the nostalgia is a little bit lost on me. All right, one more thing in tech news here. Uh, House lawmakers have officially asked Facebook to put the uh, Libra Libra cryptocurrency project on hold. Of course, this absolutely makes sense. We are talking about the platform that can't even get videos and pictures right. I fight with them constantly on videos, and they can't even keep the spam of the fake like weight loss drug that's in my feed every single day. You know, they can't keep that stuff off of there. The fake, the Ray-Ban spam, the fake Ray-Ban ads and stuff. None of that can they control on their platform. But yes, let's... Let's have some cryptocurrency. Oh my God, Facebook! Like it, it. Like I say, every time, just piling all this stuff on here. We're gonna do dating. We're gonna do all this other stuff. That's enough. You're a social platform. Call it a day. Call it a day. That's it. Social platform. All right. I got a couple quick things here in common sense. Uh, Vans has some new shoes that just came out. Uh, their latest collection actually honors uh, the the artist Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo, if you're not familiar with Frida Kahlo, so check that out, if, especially if you're a Vans fan like myself. I might get a pair of these for my collection personally. I always like to have new Vans in the collection. I'm not a huge Frida Kahlo fan. I, I, I like her work, but I'm not a huge fan, but they're Vans. I'll probably get some. Uh, on the opposite end of the style spectrum, Jean Co. Do you remember Jean Co.? These were jeans in the 1990s. Uh, they were the super baggy jeans. Ravers really loved them. I had a couple friends that had them. I never had them. I think I had some Jean Co. shorts uh, that I would wear when I was super. In, I was super into inline skating in the 90s. So the Jean Co. shorts actually worked well because they hit right at my knee pads. And I, when I, you know, they they worked well basically for that. Uh, but they are attempting a comeback right now uh, with those classic jeans, the ridiculously large like. You know, I, these aren't even boot cut. They're just like this. My head can fit in the, the leg of the jean, you know, the bottom leg part of the jean. Uh, so they're attempting that comeback. The ridiculousness here is they have jeans that are going to cost you up to $250. $250. Uh, $250. I, and I've said this before. I don't know who is spending $250 on jeans. I don't know who is spending $250 on jeans. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, And again... Levi's, man, take take yourself to Macy's, get some Levi's, forty bucks out the door, call it a day. Uh, but of course, Jean Co has to be selling their jeans for two hundred fifty dollars and their ridiculous jeans. I always say, have whatever kind of style you want. You want to look, like look however you want. Elephant bells is that that's a great name for them. I hadn't heard that one before, Bridget. Uh, wear whatever you want, but don't like just two hundred fifty dollars for terrible looking jeans. Makes me weep for humanity. That's a little extreme, but it does make me weep for humanity. All right, the most important news of the evening. This is really just for me personally. Jack in the Box is testing a new item. A new item in select markets. And one of those is uh, Fresno, California. So if you're in Fresno, California, please go order these. Even if you're not going to eat them, just go order them so that they think they're awesome and they bring them, like they're selling well and they bring them to Los Angeles, California. Uh, This would be... Mini tacos from Jack in the Box. You know those beautiful greasy tacos that are just the greatest thing to eat 
like at, after a long night of drinking and you, you get two of them for like a it used to be a dollar I think it's like a dollar twenty nine for two of them now those fantastic things yes mini version of that they are testing it in select markets and I really 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 hope they make their way to Los Angeles uh, the stoner junk foodie in me just went oh my god that is fantastic because I enjoy myself some Jack in the Box tacos they are great um, I don't think people should live on them however once in a while when you just need a green and I. Tacos should be in parentheses. I don't consider them great tacos. They are great food. They are not great tacos, but they are called tacos, and they're in a taco shell, and they're basically the. If you've never seen a taco from Taco Bell, uh, or seen them cook them, uh, they come out frozen with the lettuce and the cheese and everything, and they just dunk them in the deep fryer, and then they pull them out, and then you get served them. Oh God, are they good? Oh, in the right situation, like <laughs> in the right situation. Uh, really, I'd eat them anytime when I was when I was in my 20s. But now it's like, all right, once in a while, a little hangover cure, good, done, let's do it. All right, that's going to do it for us. We did have a couple things. Uh, I'm going to make sure we get that Kickstarter link posted once again on the Facebook uh, page. It's it's still there, but we'll get it again to the top. Uh, and like I said, you've got a donation coming your way, Joey, from Go Tell to the Wall, and we're going to continue to support it and make it get you even more money, even though you already have hit the goal. Uh, and then we'll work on getting you in here in studio to talk about the film and, and continue to promote the film. Uh, you, you have all of our support here uh, at Go Tell to the Wall, myself, Chris, Bridget, uh, and anyone that's listening, anyone that has that touches Go Tell to the Wall, you have our support for sure. All right, that being said, that is going to do it for us for episode 102. Uh, don't forget, there could be a scheduling change next week. It is my anniversary on uh, Thursday. <laughs> I said Friday. We could be recording Wednesday because of that. Could still be on Thursday. Uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Both those accounts are going to keep up. That will keep you updated on any schedule changes, uh, as well as as I mentioned, Facebook, where we are currently live. Facebook.com/slash Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and YouTube, make sure you head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our page, and most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com will take you to all of those things, all of those things. Uh, so, this has been episode 102 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Uh, I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.